previously on the Infinite Escape Room. They're massive jugs. Is the spooky hand doing anything? I go through all of them and, and touch them with the hand. Okay, are you, are you, I didn't think I was going to be asking, asking this, are you decapitating Her Majesty? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals meet up, have a drink or two, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm your host, Jamie, aka the Armchair Escapist, aka Mummy, what's wrong with that man's face? And tonight I'm drinking a rather delicious cherry mead that I found in the back of the cupboard. It's the only thing I have in the house, but it's bloody gorgeous. Cherry mead? That sounds mm. incredibly indulgent. I've I've got a weakness for mead, but you it's difficult to buy. So every Christmas, everyone in the family buys me a bottle of mead and I make it last throughout the year. This is my final bottle. Oh my goodness. You need to go to castles. That's where yeah. you get it. Battle Abbey. That's, go to Windsor and that sort of mm, thing. Yeah. National Heritage. It's what, what I tend to do. If, if I go to like Cardiff Castle or Slankaichvaro, just got any, uh, got any mead kicking about the back or what? Well, and the guy's like, oh, oh yeah, we've got the, uh, like the bathtub mead. They've been kicking out yeah, the back oh, of shit, the castle. He's, he's back. They'd probably be <laughs> <laughs> Freshly brewed. <laughs> I like the idea that every National Trust property is actually a front for making bootleg mead. That's uh, makes me <laughs> God. I really wish that's the case. I'd be all over that. And locked in with me today, we have... Uh, I'm Dom, um, and I am drinking Lefroig. Oh, lovely. Lefroig? Lefroig. It is Lefroig. Lefroig. Is, it, yeah, is that a whiskey? Uh, it's peaty. Mm. Yes, it's a, a single malt from Isla. Sounds delicious. It is. It's really good. I know if I sampled it, it would not go down well. <laughs> Whiskey and I are not, not good bedfellows. I mean, I imagine it would taste disgusting after cherry mead. It'd be like cleaning your teeth after having Ribena. <laughs> is there like a cocktail that you can do? Because in my head, mead and whiskey might work because you've got like the sweetie syrupiness and the burn. I guess it'd be like a Rob Roy, wouldn't it? Which is, um, I think that's a, a scotch and vermouth. Mm. Ooh, okay. Uh, sweet vermouth. We have both in the cupboard downstairs. I might try that later. For science. I'm Laura, and I'm drinking an alcohol-free Sauvignon Blanc, because I drank a lot of wine last week. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. It's fine. It's just... I was going to say, if you don't stop, you, you don't, the hangover doesn't hit. It's not too bad, actually. It smells a bit funny, but it tastes all right. <laughs> what a review. It's a shame. Put that on the front of the bottle. Yeah. Um, as long as you hold your nose, it's, it's enjoyable. <laughs> they say that flavour is 70% taste, and not with this wine. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, I'm Mike, and I am drinking uh, a beer that's been sitting in the back of our fridge for about three months. It's a gem, Amber Ale from Bath Ales, uh, and it's a little bit malty um, and just kind of like a sort of middle of the road generic Amber Ale. It's quite nice. I do love an Amber Ale. Mm. It's interesting because this, the, the, my Lefroig is the uh, is the last of my birthday bottle, just because we didn't have any alcohol in the house, so we all seem to have. Oh no! I'm scrabbling on the, the backs of fridges and tops of cupboards <laughs> to, uh, to, to get it together. Well prepared. Is there some sort of beer shortage we're not aware of? This isn't good. Oh, don't... oh, oh I, hope not. I can do without petrol, but <laughs> there are limits. I can walk to the Tesco's and get a four pack. It's fine. <laughs> Should we try and trigger a beer shortage? We could like trigger a run on beer, couldn't we? It's not. You'll no. be very. We're sad. not seeing What's the benefit. <laughs> I mean, just just for the the sick power, like the same way that that um, what was it that fuel station in Cardiff ran dry, didn't it? And they were like, guys, we're not actually dry, but we're going to put the little orange things out on the fuel pumps, and just uh, you watch, you watch what's going to happen. This is going to be quite the lick. <laughs> the devious bastards. It's probably how it happened. <laughs> 
Before we begin, I'd like to give a huge thank you to our Patreons for their continued support, and I'd like to give a special how-do-you-do to two of our supporters, Hill Burton and Dave Shaw. Thanks very much to both of you for keeping us off the streets and on the air. You're amazing. So, just what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's much like the escape rooms you're used to seeing in the real world, but this one stretches across all known themes, dimensions, and multiverses. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links seamlessly into the next. Mostly seamlessly into the next, in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room, that's me this week, while the others try to solve it. If we don't escape within 30 minutes, then we'll lose, and not very nice things will happen to us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week is the ability to find a petrol station that's not empty. (laughs) Ever. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Um, I thought I'd go in with, you know, something high stakes. That's quite high stakes. When you Just, when you say empty, do you mean empty of petrol or empty of the things I normally go into petrol stations for, like emergency bottles of wine and things like that? I'm gonna for just for added um, alarm. I'll say both. <laughs> <laughs> no, no cheap to... four court flowers. No whisper bars at two a.m. None of that nonsense. Oh my god, completely devoid. All I say is a single grumbling cashier. So, in fact, Jamie, just to roll back uh, to what you said earlier about keeping us off the streets and on the air, I like that. You have us polarised as either prostitutes or podcasters with no in-between ground. <laughs> well, yeah, the fourth from Grace is hard. Oh, they're-, they're the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to get ahead in this industry. I'm using my mouth for your amusement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say no more. <laughs> oh, Laura's face just then was quite the picture. I am sleeping in the back room tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky, I'll just be in the garden. Just not even in the same building as me, please, Mike. <laughs> So, are we all ready? Yes. Yep. Yep. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time, you were responsible for the creation of a hideous monster, a great Frankenstein in the vague image of Madame Tussauds, and crafted from hacked-off bits of waxworks of mostly dead celebrities. You then barreled out of Madame Tussauds as the monster went to gaze upon its new form in the mirror. You then hid in the bushes of Regent's Park with the terrifying beast stalking the area, seeking vengeance for what you did to it. With the coast seemingly clear, you make your way through the shrubbery of Regent's Park, all the while hearing the mournful cries of your cursed creation in the distance. Suddenly, the floor beneath you gives way and you tumble down into darkness. You hit the ground some 60 feet below you, thankfully on something relatively soft to break your fall. As you dust yourself off, you see you're in a fairly small circular room that's in complete darkness. Mostly complete darkness. The only illumination is coming from a small shaft of light that beams directly down the the hole you just fell from, bathing the stone floor in a square of gloom. Something quickly brushes past your legs, and you see a rather short fellow scurry past you into the darkness. All you hear as he goes past is, Oh no, the cleaner! Coming! 30 minutes! Followed by the sound of a door slamming and locking. You don't know what the cleaner is, but you do know that you have about half an hour to get out of there before it arrives. And your time will start now. What would you like to do? Um, so we landed on something soft, but there's a stone floor. Uh, is there anything soft on the floor around us? Well, as you look at the floor, it turns out that the thing you landed on was a rather dirty, moth-eaten mattress with just enough bounce to break your fall. Though the same can't be said for the bunch of skeletons that are strewn about the centre of that room. Sort of forgotten orgy, perhaps. Well, not forgotten any longer. Mm. Also, is there a pop culture reference I'm missing with the cleaner? Maybe. Okay. Damn. I miss a lot of pop culture references. 
I do. Hmm. Hopefully our listeners can get it. Small small fellow, scurrying, cleaner. This is ringing some bells, and I don't know why. Goblin-esque sort of creature. Labyrinth. Yes. There we go. Different enough to not get sued by the Jim Henson Company or Disney. Or- Labyrinth. <laughs> and let's say this young fellow is called Hegel. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so we may be in an oubliette. You would be correct. For the listeners nice. at home who don't know what an oubliette is... And you. And me. <laughs> uh, it's a hole people put you in when they want to forget oh, about you. Oh, we saw an oubliette when we went to... We did, yeah. ...Eaton Castle. They had, an, they, had a, a, they had a person hole. Oh, man. It's ironic that you've just forgotten about it. Yeah, well, I, well <laughs> we've all done a lot of coke since Hastings. <laughs> um... Okay, so we, we have a mattress, we have some skeletons. Are the skeletons um, arranged in any interesting form, or do they look like they just uh, lay where they drop? Yeah, well, as you get a good old rifle through the skeletons, um, some of them are wearing rags, some of them have just got some torn-off bits of cloth. Um, you do see that wrapped inside a strip of cloth near one of the skeletons, you do find a large, um, highly polished sort of bronze amulet that just sort of catches the light as you twist it. Uh, you can also see that there are eight skeletons in total and as you move each skull into the shaft of light you can see that each of them has a single word carved into the skull um i'll put them in the text chat for your benefit but i'll tell them to you as well they are lover guard thief actor judge death smith and nurse Hmm. these would be great escape the dark castles characters (laughs) Um, what would death do? I don't know. Death the he'd be the mortician. He'd be like the oh, yeah, coffin maker. Okay. He wants to be a dentist, but he was nominatively determined. Um, <laughs> no victim of nominative determinism. There we go. Um, hmm. At the door that the um, the little chap, the little goblin, uh, hopped out of. Uh, can mm-hmm. we t- go take a look at that? You did mention it was locked. You can't actually get to it at the moment. Beyond this little square of light is completely pitch black oh. um if you if you try and scramble about in it you will probably do yourself an injury okay so you are currently contained within this little square shaft of light so um for the benefit of the listeners as well uh so the lover guard thief act judge death smith nurse uh, have been delivered to us and they are all in block capitals um which is making me wonder if there's some sort of clever namey mcgamey mccody majigara in there um this uh See, I just thought it's because it's easier to carve capitals into both. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And curse it. <laughs> okay. one way of putting yeah, The number of skulls whoever this did went through trying to get cursive. <laughs> <laughs> the rubbish pile is way higher. Law? I have no idea. Um, can we take a look at this bronze amulet? You most certainly can. As you, you hold the bronze amulet up to the light... Um, it catches it and a huge beam of reflected light starts to bounce around the room, hmm. reflected on larger bronze mirrors that are embedded in the walls. So now the room is fully illuminated and you can see that um, directly ahead of you is the wooden door that the little goblin fellow went through. To your left is a large stone font. To your right, uh, you see a roll of cloth that's secured to the ceiling with some rope. And behind you is a barred window. Hmm... I think I missed something there. So I got the door, the barred window, a font, and roll of. Uh, there's a roll of cloth that's secured to the ceiling with some rope. Ah. What would you secure to the ceiling in an oubliette? Some sort of 
roll of the yeah. Clock. I mean, so I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> is it like a duvet that you put out of your prisoner's reach? So they're like, ah, oh, it's chilly. <laughs> like one of those beds that are actually a wardrobe, and you pull them down. <sighs> Murphy beds, one of my favourite oh, things yeah. ever. In a, <laughs> this is like the kind of shit flat of the the medieval world. <laughs> um, is there water in the font? Well, um, yes. Uh, it's a, sort of a large stone font. It's the kind that you might see in a medieval cathedral. But it's about chest high, and yeah, it is full of water. Hmm. Does it smell like holy water? Um, it smells fairly holy. Okay. No holier than fonts that wow. you've smelled before. <laughs> okay. It's a little bit stagnant. It's been there a while. Lovely. Is there anything on the wooden door at all? On the door? So uh, the door that the little goblin went through, mm. it's a smallish door, but quite. it looks quite heavy, made of wood, and it's got two keyholes. There's one on the left and one on the right. Um, and how about the grating? If we take a, a look through the grating, can we see anything? Uh, so you look at the barred window. Oh, sorry, it's, barred window. Um, I don't know why I said grating. It, well, I think that's what's in the film. <laughs> uh, so the window is a series of uh, vertical wooden beams that are slotted into some holes in the stonework. And beyond that, that window, you can hear the grinding and clanking of a large machine that you assume is the cleaner. Um, there are some gaps between the bars and there are holes where more bars should be. And each bar has a series of letters on them. And I will paste this into the chat. This is the first handout of the evening. Make sure I got the right one. Yes. Um, there you go. If you'd like to describe it for the benefit of the listeners, please, Mike. Okay, so we have um, some beautiful brick textures here. Uh, we have uh, five bars, um, each of which has four letters on it going from top to bottom. And I'll do them in order. First bar on the left has F-E-U-D. Uh, second bar has R-S-E-E, third bar E-O-E-R, fourth bar T-M-H-G, and the final bar on the far right is S-L-N-T. Have I got that, guys? Yeah. Yep. Sounds right. Yeah. Hello, listeners. It's your boy, Editing Mike here. Just to let you know, if you're struggling to keep track of some of these visual assets, then not to worry. As well as describing them, you'll also find them in the show notes if you'd like to play along. And if not, you'll have a good time regardless, listening to us bang our heads into it. Do you know who's really good at an anagram? No. Not me. Laura. <laughs> it's not really an anagram. But yeah. Could be. And so it looks like... Oh, yeah, I can see the, the gaps in between. Uh, so every so there's a bar missing between each bar, is that correct? That is correct. Oh, of course. Okay. So one of them could actually be Frey Bentos if there were two bars missing. <laughs> So they're originally ah, nine bars. I wish it was Frey Bantos now. Yeah. I mean, it would require some of the bars being moved and some more letters being added and more bars. But, you know, <laughs> the ingredients are there. Yeah. Unlike Frey Bantos. Um, <laughs> Laura, do we still have a Frey Bantos in the cupboard? We do. I moved yes. earlier in the oh. This is a good use of our time. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, let, let the man speak. <laughs> the, people, the people really want to know the state of my pantry. Mike's emergency for a bentos. We've never actually been hungry enough mm. to want it, but it's just there, just in case. So we're thinking maybe if we had, with the missing bars, are there potentially words that are being spelt out on the horizontal axis for each one? Well, so I've just realised that the uh, the skulls, that's they're all five-letter yeah. words. Oh, does that fit in somehow? Although we've, we're missing four bars, not five, so no. And it's four letters that on each one. Help. Yeah. Um, maybe there's something else that we've not found yet. Can we? Are we able to reach the the roll of cloth? 
you um, you can't reach it. It is quite high up, um, but it does look like a quite a heavy piece of cloth, all rolled up and it's tucked against the ceiling. Uh, but there's a very old and frayed looking rope that's holding it in place, but you can't reach it. It is too far. Should we start throwing skulls at it? I mean, that feels disrespectful. <laughs> uh, no, we need those skulls. Let's let's throw tibias. Oh yeah, do we have spare tibias? Uh, you you can throw as many bones as you like at the uh, the cloth, but it uh, it does not budge. It just rustles softly inside his little roll. Hmm. You now have a mess of bones on the floor. How are we doing for time, Jamie? Uh, you're doing good. You are just 10 minutes in. Oh, excellent. So 20 minutes remaining. Okay. If someone wants to have a have a breakthrough, that'd be good. <laughs> is the is the is the font um does it is it adorned in any way or is it plain? Um, it looks like it was adorned in times past, but the just weathering and erosion and age has worn away any kind of decoration on it. All it is is just the actual stone plinth and then the the water. I'm trying to work out what the what's written in the bars means, but I've got a clue. Yeah, it's trying to work out like what what could those missing letters be. Well, if it is missing letters, then the bottom right could be uh, right, because we've got R space G. Space. There's not much that goes between a G and a T other than an H. Mm. Um, but that's that's quite the supposition. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we're working on the assumption that they all spell a single word going across, or that they even spell a single word going across. Perhaps there's something going on vertically, because I mean, you've got anagrams of feud, seer, um, r- uh it's not really an anagram of feud so much as the word feud. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought the U and the E were the wrong way around for a second there. Wait, are they? No, they're the right way around. And across the top there, we've got an anagram of the word frets in that it just says frets. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, Nothing easy anagram. Spells a word. <laughs> Damn. That's why my preferred anagram is where the letters aren't jumbled. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you can, you can make the word fart if we had an A and a T in the top left. But again, I don't know if that really helps. Just for the sake of something to do. I hope you do make the wood fart. It's my puzzle, and I hope you make the wood fart somehow. Just just for something to do, just to try for no other particular reason, but we'll try putting one of the skulls in the font and see if anything happens. Uh, sure. Which one would you like to put in? Uh, Ooh. Let's stick death in there for funsies. Sure. So you put the death skull into the font, and the bone starts to fizzle away. Ooh. And after around three minutes of fizzing, the skull has completely disintegrated. Nothing else happens. But have what, we lost those three minutes off of our time? You have. Ah! But um, when you're fishing around in the font to try and see what's happened to the skull, when you're fishing around in that ice cold and stagnant water, you do feel something at the bottom of the font. Uh, you grab it and you bring your hand back up and you reveal a rather ornate looking magnifying glass. Ah, now we can find clues. <laughs> okay, so we can't, we can't just dissolve them all because we'll run out of time, won't we? Yes. If we do them one by one. Yeah, you know, 20 <laughs> Okay, well, minutes. in which case, can we use the magnifying glasses to maybe start inspecting the skulls closer? Can I? Can we take a look at the thief, perhaps? Uh, yes, you examine the thief. Nothing out of the ordinary appears on the, the skulls, on any of them, in fact. Is there anything on the wooden bars on the window? Uh, you examine the wooden bars. Nothing sticks out. Okay. Oh, what about the, the smelly mattress? You... Put it over the smelly mattress. Uh, nothing, ha- nothing you can see really happens, but it does catch the light a little bit, and it concentrates the beam of light into the mattress and starts to burn a hole in there. Oh dear! Nice. Oh, have we looked under the mattress yet? No. <laughs> uh, no. You uh, you flip it over. It's just a dirty mattress Damn. with a slightly soggy and vaguely smelling of wee and shame. Oh. 
At least there's shame associated with the Wii. <laughs> they know what they did. Yeah, not a proud Wii. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm just really grasping at straws now, but Nurse is the only one that appears, that, that all the letters appear on the bars. Yeah. But I don't, I doubt that means anything. You can also make the word nude. It's pretty hmm. fun. Is it worth trying you are to... halfway through. Is it worth trying to do fizzle away one of the other skulls, maybe, just in case, see what we get, or... I suppose we lose three minutes. We'll be more than halfway through if we do that, yeah. Can we um, use the magnifying glass on a few more bits first? Can we, no. magn- can we use the magnifying glass and take a look at the... You said there was some ancient writing on the font that we hadn't... That's sort of worn away. Is there anything else we can see on the font? Uh, nothing. It's just rough stone that's pitted with age. What about the amulet? Yeah, so you, you've got your amulet. Okay, uh, can, can I take... What would you like to do? Uh, can I take a look at it, a, a closer look with the magnifying glass? In fact, I'm currently sort of reflecting it, aren't I, onto all the mirrors. In fact, my arm's yeah. probably quite tired at this point. Um, oh, shit, the mirrors. Yeah, can I, yeah, can I take a, a closer look at the amulet? Yeah, um, as you bring the magnifying glass up to the amulet, um, the reflected light concentrates again through the magnifying glass and almost burns your eye. Oh, oh, brilliant. Whoops. So you can only see out of one eye now. Hey. You dodge it just in time. Oh, your depth perception that is gone. That would be my gone. VR days gone, Lord. Just regular <laughs> uh, vision. We hadn't oh. looked at the mirrors that all the lights were reflecting off of. Oh, can we burn the rope? Oh, that's some good thinking. Oh, you can. So you concentrate your sunlight into a narrow, powerful beam. When it lands on that frayed rope, it smolders, catches the light, causing the rope to fall and the tapestry to unroll away and sway from the ceiling. Uh, it's a tatty old tapestry with a number of fancy tassels at the bottom and then stitched into the fabric in ornate lettering are the words Drown the Liar. And I will put that into the chat. Your second handout for the day. Who wants to take descriptive duties for this one? Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, that's a lovely stone wall in the background. Um, there's a, a crossbar at the top from which hangs the, the tapestry, which says Drown the Liar in um, uh, old German font. There is a nice floral decoration in the background uh and at the bottom we have a triangle what uh what is it where it's half a square that's a a right angle triangle yeah um like a w shape uh like a snake's tongue yep uh like an, another shape and a fourth one upside down crown <laughs> cr- upside down crown and pointy arrow like the, the tassels kind of like the the hangy tassely bits of the uh, of the banner it's- yes form different shapes hmm. and they're not evenly spaced oh that's just my bad photoshopping okay sorry <laughs> spacing desperately important <laughs> i feel atta- i feel attacked <laughs> well at least you didn't let us chase that one down <laughs> i'm glad we managed to call jamie out on it on air <laughs> you've rumbled me Okay, so we need to... So, the Dranalaya... So, obviously, one of these skulls is lying to us. So, one of these skulls did not belong to a lover, a guard, a thief, an actor, a judge, a death... Because we've already nursed death. Yeah, unless... It's not that it didn't belong to them, it's that who there lies. So, obviously, lovers lie all the time. Um, Thieves lie. Actors get money from lying. Judges lie to themselves. Uh, Some nurses probably lie. Hmm. Smiths are the most honest people on the planet. <laughs> I don't know how that helps us. <laughs> quite, quite the cynic. Every, everyone's a liar. No, not Smiths. Can always trust a Smith. Um, hmm. Okay, so who's the liar here? So we just need to dunk the guilty skull in the f- in the font. I say guilty. 
Well, so we also, of course, there's two keyholes, and we haven't got a single no. key yet. Mm. Um, Sorry, Jamie. Um, was there anything to see on the mirrors uh, once uh, sort of re-illuminated? Uh, nope. <clears throat> they were just plain old mirrors that were reflecting the light. Okay. Nothing else on them. Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to look at if the I've... tassels on the bottom of the thing mean anything, but... They've got to mean something. I mean, that's not how tapestries are normally done. You have ten minutes remaining. It's not about how many numbers, how many sides there are. I'm just looking at. Well, I mean, it could be, but that just gives us two, four, four loads. What's that? Seven, six, six. Um. Hmm. I'm really stumped. So I mean, we have four tassels and we have four gaps in our bars. So it does feel like there might be an intersect between the two. We've still not quite sussed how our names marry up with this random jumble of letters that we've got on the bars. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. So, I mean, just going back, we went to a number of sides there. We go to a number of pointy bits. No, we went to a number of, actually, pointy bits. One, two, one, three. I just wonder if that would um, do anything for our um, our bars. So, one would be... I did... One, two, one, three, fort, eto, fortetos. No, okay, maybe not. Well, one, two, mm. one, three. We take the first letter, some of the things. It spells up three. So you've got F, one, R, two. The next letter on one is E, and the next one is four. Is e, on the three is E, so that spells up three, but I don't think that means anything. I mean, it's what we're not. <laughs> Would you like a steer? I think we might need one. Yeah, I think we need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ignore the bars at this point. Focus only on the skulls. Okay. Okay. So, draw the liar. Lover, card, thief, actor, judge, smith, nurse. I mean, a lot of, like any of those could be liars. Obviously, thieves, it's thieves, it's kind of their, their forte, but same for actors. I guess you don't have to lie to be a thief. They're all five-letter words. Mm -hmm. Is there anything significant with the number of points or sides in the tassels that code towards the letters in the name? Uh, we've got none here that start with a C, so maybe not, because <laughs> that would be the uh, the right angle triangle. Oh, they say no, maybe two. No, we've got nothing that starts with a B. No, never mind. Hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> no. I mean, so yeah, it looks like a, a C W U. But that doesn't spread anything, and I don't know what that last one would be. Mm. Uh, I'll give you another nudge. Um, the All the skulls, the names on the skulls, are all occupations. So if you were to drown one, it is the occupational liar. Lover? I mean, is lover an occupation? Well, I would suggest... Would be an occupational liar, then? It is if you can't podcast, yeah. Which is just <laughs> wouldn't actor be the... Well, in that case, I would... Yeah, sorry. I'm just saying, oh, no. I think actor would be the occupational liar, because you pretend to be something else, don't you? Yeah. Oh! Yeah, they are the ones who are paid to lie. So should we try that? I mean, losing three minutes at this point, we're going to lose it anyway by honoring. Yeah. So Burn go for actor. Skull. So you put uh, the actor skull into the font and the bone disintegrates instantly, like some kind of shit Halloween bath bomb. <laughs> and as soon as it decomposes, something clanks to the bottom of the font. You reach in and you grab a dripping wet key with a rather ornate handle. You found the David Bow key. <laughs> Yay! Oh, nice. Well, it's been a while since we've had a key pun. <laughs> so that's one key. I'm trying to think who else is in uh, 
Who else is in Labyrinth? Uh, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> John, Jennifer Connicky. Yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer <laughs> yeah. Connicky. That's what yeah. we're looking forward to later. Uh, <laughs> you have five minutes remaining. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ooh, maybe not then. Okay. So we have drowned the liar, but I feel like we still haven't done anything with those um, with those shapes on the bottom. If that's a red herring, then it's a horrible, horrible thing to do. <laughs> I would never. I mean, I guess the question as well is, so there's probably, we probably burn one, I'm guessing we, we burn another skull, or sorry, we drown another skull based on the bars. But I'm going to say it might just be based on the content of the bars. I feel like I, that could be a bold supposition. Look into Jamie's eyes to see if he's... I mean, we know we're missing bars, which would imply it's not just what's there. And we do have those four shaped tassels, which do look quite deliberate. Yeah. And we've got five bars, but four missing things. The intersect. Uh, hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what four-letter word could be spelled by any of the characteristics of that um, triangle, or what the second shape would even be called. Well, that's yeah, that's where I got. It's not like they were well-known shapes, so it must be. That's why I was trying to do the number of sides, but. Six doesn't help us for that last one because there isn't one with uh, six letters. Yeah. I mean, if it's... It can't even be a... It's, yeah, it's unlikely to be a cipher either because we've got... If it was a one... I mean, if we did, if we ciphered it by the number of points. Uh, so if we had a cipher of one, a cipher of two, a cipher of one, and a cipher of three. Uh, let's see. We would get... But then that's four rather than five, and we've got five bars. Oh, you have three minutes remaining. We're missing ah! four bars, though. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, I think we're going to have to ask for another little clue. That is fine. You could try just using the key. We oh, shit, let's use, use the key. The key. <laughs> uh, in the left or the right? Uh, okay, so we've got space for left or right in the bars. Uh, should we go with the left? Oh, no, it's in the door, isn't it, the key? Presumably. Yeah, the left. Yeah, no, but I mean the words in the there's this the, like left and right could appear in the in the bars filling in gaps. Let's just go with the left. Cool. So you turn the key into the left uh handle of the door and it opens up to reveal a broom cupboard <laughs> and a bunch of brooms spill out onto the floor, half snapped off oh, with letters written on shit. the brooms. Fantastic. Okay. Okay, listeners, so we have four broom handles, um, each of which has ha 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 broken broom handles with four letters on four fucking letters. Uh they are from top to bottom O A S L, second one U A A H, third one F R Y I, fourth one L N K four. Okay. There's gonna be a period of silence here where we all desperately try and work out which arrangement of these fits where. <clears throat> so what are you uh what are you thinking of doing? I'm going to try and put them in the gaps, but... Which gaps are you putting them in? Yeah. yeah they definitely fit in the gaps. We just need to work out which gaps they go into. Um, oh, I wish I had more time. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'd, I'd say that maybe the first one, the OASL, might go in the first thing just because that's the one that fits the more preceding letters. Okay. Which is a bit of a leap. Um... Okay, yeah, that works. That gives us four. Do we have... Um, you have 30 seconds remaining. Ah! Uh, I can't do this by looking at it. I'll have to draw it out. So we're not going <laughs> to... 
court. I'm going to spend the last 30 seconds um, doing it right. Ease, use. Shit, shit, shit. Shit, 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 shit. Ten seconds. Fuck, I'm going to grab a skull. Uh, I'm going to grab the skull <laughs> of... Anybody mind if I do this? No. No, I'm go for it. the skull of the lover and throw it in. As you go to grab the skull of the lover, you hear a massive wrenching of metal, stone and wood as the gargantuan machine of the cleaners obliterates the barred window and steams ahead to you. Uh, In a moment of desperation, you all leap up into the air as high as you can and grab in the frayed rope that you burned as the cleaner just steamrolls through the oubliette and wipes everything clean before retreating back into the darkness. Uh, But luckily, it has broken through that door, smashing it to smithereens. So as you dust yourself off... You go through to where the door was, and you see a ladder ascending, leaning against the wall. And you figure things can't get any worse uh, than currently are. You've just almost been killed by a massive machine. So you throw caution to the wind and quickly ascend. And as you do, you feel the ground beneath you shake as the cleaner comes in for a second sweep and then obliterates the contents to dust even further. You keep climbing higher and higher until the little pinprick of light widens just enough for you to see the sky. You reach the top of the ladder and you find yourself climbing out of a huge and rather ornate vase. Vibrant shrubbery surrounds you on all sides in a variety of wild and impossible geometric shapes. From your vantage point atop the vase you can see above the tops of the shrubbery and then you see an infinite hedge maze stretching out of the horizon. And as you look into the middle distance your eyes are met with debris, stairs and walls that are suspended in mid-air and slowly spinning, inverted and contorted as if the whole area exploded and was then immediately frozen in time. You sadly did not solve my puzzle, but you were very close. And now, the world has exploded. I did work it out. We, we, I just needed ten more seconds. So we needed, if we'd used the handle of the key in the in the right-hand lock, that would have uh, done it for us. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's Because the bars spell out, the bars spell out um, for left, use as normal, Use key handle for oh, right. Oh, you fiendish motherfucker! Yeah, but yeah, it took me the extra ten seconds to to work that out. I'll, um, so. I'll add it to the chat. The final handout, if you'd solved that, um, I don't know if you noticed, but the the shapes at the bottom of the broom handles <gasps> match the shapes at the bottom of the tapestry. Oh, so well, that would have made it a lot. You could have just gone. That goes there. That goes there. And you would have gotten the full thing. I wasn't even looking at the bottom. I did not notice that. That would have been a lot. Oh, Jamie, that was an incredible (laughs) puzzle. You absolutely fiendish. My apologies. Frick. Oh, that was that was excellent. That was really excellent. When I when I when I first designed the puzzle, I I it was just going to be the drum, the liar. And I and I did it. I'm like, shit, this is not enough. They're gonna blitz this in ten minutes. I need something else to make sure that there's enough there. And now I'm like, oh no, I did it again. I made it too complicated. No, no, no. This was good. This was great. Um, I've, I've Guys, I'm going to hold up both hands and say I apologise for Frey Bentos based procrastination. I feel that <laughs> 10 seconds was ironically what lost us it. <laughs> I think we should have just committed to chucking chucking a skull in sooner. Like, actor is obviously the one uh, professionally who is the liar, I guess. We should have, if we committed to that sooner, like, we wasted a lot more than three minutes, uh, which we would have lost if we'd gotten the wrong one. Mm by you know just not doing it yeah I mean, we were close I, I didn't we i was so close i didn't make the uh, weirdly i was so wrapped up in kind of with the uh the skull names i was so wrapped up in the idea of them being kind of like a letter code that i wasn't mm. even looking at the professions at all which is just dim couldn't see for looking yeah, yeah 
Lover is an interesting profession, I'll be honest. What was the thinking behind that? Did you just run out of five-letter professions? <laughs> uh, I believe Lover was the first one I did and then decided to do professions after that. <laughs> but I figured, you know, Lover, prostitute, I mean, it's the same thing. Professional Lover is... Uh... <laughs> death as well. Oh, it's, death uh, is the oldest another profession. Another standout. <laughs> after Lover, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting that you you spent a lot of time fixating on the, the tassels at the bottom of that tapestry the shapes and the orders and stuff like that and then and when then it came just to ignored the bridge, it like, yep <laughs> when it was there on the screen just didn't even look at it <laughs> oh man oh now i look at it as well that's upsetting oh <laughs> oh golly but by that point we were just panicking i think it's so oh that's a really clever one jamie that's a really good puzzly puzzle uh, i mean you still got out but a little bit worse for wear and the world has kind of exploded a little bit so you know small stakes you make, you make failure very gentle jamie Oh, yeah. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you're much kinder than any of us would have been. Like, you failed, you miserable failures. Failure, failure, failure. Failure is a success you haven't met yet. <laughs> Get a Voltron skeleton made of all the skulls just to tell you about your failure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that... I'm, glad you, you, I'm glad you found the burn the rope. Laura. I, was, I would have thought, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, that was very good thinking, Laura. That was very clever. Because you kept telling us that every time we picked it up or did anything with the sunlight, something got burned. And I was just like, huh, nice bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, but keep it away from the eyes. <laughs> the world building in this puzzle is amazing. <laughs> oh, excellent. Shall I, uh, shall I take us home? Yes, please. Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and on our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and I really hope you did, we'd be eternally grateful if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. Or, if you're feeling particularly saucy and want to join the inner circle, then why not join our Patreon? <laughs> Head on over to patreon.com slash theinfiniteescaperoom, where you can listen to episodes a week early, get a shout-out on the show, listen to the raw chaos in our unedited episodes, and if you're really lucky, I'll whisper your name into a bottle, and then seal the bottle and throw it in the ocean. Then in ten years' time, when it washes up on a beach somewhere, someone will open the bottle and your name will forever echo in distant lands. My name smells of mead. (laughs) (laughs) We love you lots, and we'll see you in the next time on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. 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 And scene.